Hello, and welcome to Wealthspire Advisors February Investor Insights video. I'm Bobby Moyer, and I'm joined with Sandy Wiggins. Great to be here, Bobby. Great to be here too, Sandy. Here we are, first full month of 2024, and it was, you know, I, I'd call it an interesting month. Maybe we'll talk about some reverting back to the first 10 months of last year. But yep. with that, why don't we talk about the numbers, and then we'll give a little commentary. Sounds good. The S&P 500 was positive in January by 1.68%. This performance was largely led by growth stocks as the S&P 500 growth index was positive by 2.89% compared to the S&P 500 value index, which was only positive by 0.3%. Mid caps went negative on the last day of the month as they finished the month down 1.71% and small caps were negative for the month by 3.95%. The breadth of the stock market rally we saw during the fourth quarter seemed to wane this month as large cap stocks outperformed the market similar to what we saw for much of last year. While the S&P 500 was positive, the S&P 500 equal weighted was negative by 0.84%. The tech-heavy NASDAQ slightly underperformed the S&P 500, finishing the month positive by 1.04%, but it was negative by 2.23% on the last day of the month on January 31st. The sector leaders for 2023 continued to be the sector leaders to start 2024, as communication services was positive by 5% for the month, and information technology was positive by 3.9%. Financials and healthcare also had strong months to start the year, with financials up 3% and healthcare up 3%. The worst performing sector was real estate, as that sector continues to deal with higher interest rates. For January, real estate was negative by 4.7%. International stocks also underperformed for the month, as the MSCI EFA index was positive by 58 basis points, while the Emerging Markets Index was down by 4.63%. After a weak start to the month due to the strengthening dollar, the MSCI EFA index rallied in the second half of the month and finished January in the positive. Emerging markets negativity was largely impacted by a large weighting to China, 31%, as China was down over 10% for the month. Bonds were a mixed bag for the month as the long end of the yield curve rose and the short end declined. This led to the Bloomberg U.S. Ag Index being negative for the month down 27 basis points. But when looking at the shorter term bonds of the Bloomberg 1 to 3 year index, that was positive by 39 basis points for the month. Well, Sandy, that was quite a month. We, you know, it was a quick recap of the numbers. I think, you know, let me just start by saying the positive. January was positive, right? The January effect as goes January, as goes the year. We talked about some of those indicators. Do they mean anything? I don't know. But I think it's a, a good thing to see January be positive. I think, you know, the concerning part is the breadth of the market and really the fact that it felt like the last 10 months of last year where, you know, and nothing, only thing working was large cap technology and small cap was negative. We talked about other things being negative. Mid caps, it's, that's a little bit concerning. You know, I think I'd like to see a little bit more breadth uh, like we saw in November, December. Yeah. So just to kind of play back what I think you're talking about is, you know, the 10 months of last year was a very... In market, yeah, the magnificent seven, which I know we'll, we'll we'll touch on a little bit more. That breadth widened out towards the end of the year. We were hoping that was going to continue through 2024. That hasn't happened so far. In fact, when you look at the equal weight of the S&P 500 relative to just the market the, cap weighted, the market cap weighted, there's a big big difference. So, you know, breadth. When we talk about that, that's really just the 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 number of stocks, the number of sectors that are participating in the in the rally, and the more 
a company's involved, the more of the sectors, the more the, the healthier it is uh, from a technologic tech, tech tech point of view. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it, that, that, I'd love to see that. We and you mentioned the Magnificent Seven, right? And that was what was coined those those big seven companies, the largest seven companies in the S and P, and how well they performed last year. And they didn't perform well in 22, had a great 23, and here they are again, having a, a pretty good start to the year. And they're almost acting like more defensive or durable companies. You know, their their balance sheets are are fortress like. I mean, the, the amount of cash that's out there, the amount of cash flow they generate, it's almost like the old utilities where you'd rather own these companies. They're you know, a little bit safer than some of the other areas. So when they rally, maybe it's not a healthy market, it's more defensive to some degree, but they also are cyclical and they do well when corporations are spending money and consumers are spending money. But I think we'll, we'll say this real quickly, that Magnificent 7, I think, is now the Magnificent 6. Yeah, you look at you look at NVIDIA on the upside of it, you know, what, 240% last year, close to 24% the first month of the year. Tesla, you know, now has been cut from the, from the, uh, the I think we got cut it out. Yeah. Not even the largest seven anymore. Yeah, it's eight or nine now. Yeah, well, and how much is it down? Twenty-four uh, percent the month of January alone. Right. So maybe they're not all fortress-like, but you know they are pretty big. And and you know Tesla has its own issues. It's its own, you know, CEO that's a little bit unique, and and just some of the the situations they've got going on with there. But it was maybe a magnificent six rally um, in, in January, and hey, we want the magnificent thousands. Yeah, we want to see you know all the stocks in the market, or you know obviously not all, but as many as possible. That really shows a health of a, of a of a wide, wide, wide market. Yeah, and you know here we are, 2024. I, I, I'm hesitant to bring it up, but I guess we're going to have to. I really don't want to talk about the Fed. For another 12 months, I'm, I'm a little bit tired of talking about inflation and the Fed, but I think it's still relevant just because, as you know, the Fed, it's it's when they're accommodative, it tends to be a little bit of a tailwind for the markets, and when they're restrictive or hiking rates like they were in 22, it's it's tough on the market. So we just had a, a big Fed uh, yesterday. Yesterday. So what are your thoughts coming out of, of that meeting? The market really didn't like it. Yeah, I, you know, it, the market was expecting six rate cuts or hoping for six rate cuts this hoping year. Hoping for the first in March. Yeah, and and Chairman Powell made it pretty clear that the likelihood of a March rate cut is low to nil. Yeah. And, and you know, we, we talk an awful lot about what to expect from the market with rate cuts, and we've gotten that expectation of rate cuts priced into the market. It certainly has created some some of the nice returns that we saw last year and certainly into this year the problem or the concern is if we're really getting five or six rate cuts this year it may not be for the reasons we like and if that's the case then then the market may not necessarily perform as favorably as everybody's part of you on that sandy is if, if we get six rate cuts this year we're in a recession you know potentially and or most likely in a recession and the market's not positive you know so i don't be careful what you wish for you know let them let the fed cut three times you know just to become a little bit more normalizing rates but have the economy continue to grow if the economy continues to grow and they don't cut six times i think the market will be just fine if they have to cut six times i'm not sure the market is going to reward what's going on in the economy in that situation and to your you know the the, the meeting yesterday 
you know, he did say it was unlikely in March, but how much of that potentially is him not wanting the market to get ahead of itself? We were having a very strong month. Midcaps were gonna be positive. The S&P was gonna be up almost 5% for, for January. And then yesterday he threw cold water on the fire and, and kind of put it out. And that's, I think he wants to do that a little bit. And that's what he did and he delivered. I mean, communication services were down 4% on the day. One day yesterday, they still look so positive. Yeah, the leading sector, yeah. I think, for the yeah. month of, uh, of of January. So, you know, it was a pretty interesting meeting yesterday and market reaction. But at the end of the day, I mean, you're looking at the next meeting is in March, and and you know there was some hope of a rate cut coming there. I don't think it's off the table. There's still two CPI readings coming out and two jobs reports coming out before that meeting. A lot could happen. And I think he was saying it's unlikely at this point that we're going to do it in March, but the data could sway the, the committee's, you know, perception on what to do with rates. So I'm not going to get too tied up on one day trading in the market and and what happened. And, and today, you know, we're shooting this on the first and the market has rebounded and is positive again. So we are in an uptrend. We're in a longer term uptrend, even though it might not be as healthy as we head into February, March. This is the time of the election year where maybe a little bit of choppiness may, might pick up just given November, December being strong, January positive. I don't think it was very strong, but you may get some of that choppiness in February, March. And don't forget, we most of the time you see a 10% correction throughout the Some time during the year you're going to get you're going to get a pullback. Yeah, I mean that's that's I don't want to say it's healthy, but it's probably it's more normal. Or, yeah, exactly. You got to expect it. Right. So if we see that, if we were to see a 7, 10% pullback correction, that's not the end of the world. That's normal. That, that's not abnormal, right? So again, not predicting that. It's possible, I think, because of the time of the year it is. But um, again, not, not you know, maybe the base case of the prediction, but it, it's it's out there as a possibility where we sit today. Yeah, you, 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 we got a, a really good GDP number for the end of last year, showing resilience in the economy, yeah. inflation, seems to be coming down. Those are great positives for the stock market. And then we'll just have to see day to day how how you know, news on, you know, the, the Red Sea and, and supply chain issues there. Those are the things that influence on a daily basis. But the underpinning of the economy and the market looks solid. Yeah, I think overall the, the, the jobs picture continues to be okay. You know, it, it's nothing flashing recession, but it's weakening, you know, a little bit of signs of weakening. But as you said, the consumer has been resilient with GDP and spending uh, and that sort of thing. And if inflation continues to moderate and come down to the Fed, Fed's target and we get a little bit of rate cuts this year, that's that's a positive too. Yep. You've got a lot of smart people uh, opining on, yes, we're going to have a recession. It's just a matter of time. We've got other smart people saying, no, that's not the case. And, and as we, we try to always wrap up our conversations, you know, it, it's important to tune out the noise, have a strategy that you can stick with in good times and bad, and and let the market work for you. It's not timing the market, it's time in the market. Yeah, have that right allocation, take advantage of it, don't get greedy. All the stuff we, we normally talk about on, on how to maintain, create your, your capital, your wealth, and, and preserve but being in the market because it's been a great place to be for a long time and yep. no reason. It goes up 70% of the time and the 30%, we all know it's there. Yeah. Don't like it, but more often than not, the market's going to go up. Yeah, that's right. So I think that's a good place to, to wrap up the, the call or the 
the video and we'll see y'all next month.